Hello and welcome to the Cigar Cast, your weekly one-stop shop for all things cigar-related, including industry news, reviews, and everything in between. We're recording live from Crown Cigars and Ales here in beautiful Brentwood, Tennessee. I'm one of your hosts, Trey Debman, and I'm joined as I am every week by the cowboy philosopher, Mr. Shane Reeves. Thank you. I've always dreamed of being called that. It's just <laughs> one of my goals in life. And before I start, I've got to say, I love the holidays. Unabashedly, completely, I am a bad sweater-wearing, Santa hat-wearing, tear-up-when-Santa-Claus pulls in at the end of the Macy Day's Parade guy. I just love it. <laughs> Don't care what anybody says out there, I love it. This get, is my favorite time of year. I kept expecting there to be a, a butt at the end of that statement, but it never came. No, I'm locked here in the, the depths of Crown Cigars. It's so dark over here, I need a headlamp. We're gonna, it, it's, it's a combination podcast spelunking adventure these days. But I, I assume I'm talking into my microphone. <laughs> but if we could see him, our guest here tonight, returning to the podcasting scene, Jonathan has decided to grace us with his presence. Yeah, I'm home on uh, Thanksgiving vacation. Um, just got back in town last night, so looking forward to doing this podcast. Soon to be graduate yeah, from the University gra- of Alabama. I graduate in about a week and a half, so uh, looking forward to that. So we'll see how that goes. But, uh, yeah, looking forward to getting on with the rest of my life. Well, congratulations. We're all real proud of you. you know, I appreciate that. We've all known you for several years and yeah. seen you around here. It's, it's kind of what we always talk about, how the cigar community is such a great community, such a great family. Oh, absolutely. You become invested in people. You know, you, you see whether it's school or new jobs or, or you know, growing families, whatever it is, you, you become invested in the people that you spend the time with. Oh, the relationships you build in a cigar shop are just incredible. I mean, like... Some of the people that you meet, you would never would have thought, had you never walked in that cigar shop for the first time, you never would have met them. And you think, well, where would my life be had I not met them? Just because, like, they've become great friends, and, and you get personable with them, and, and you, get to, uh, you get to talk about personal things and, like, your life. And they get interested in your life. You get interested in their life. And so um, you make great friendships at a cigar shop. So I think that's really good for people. You absolutely do. And one of the things that I'm really looking forward to is, is starting a relationship with this cigar I've got right here. Um, so yes. why don't we get them lit up? Um, this week, I'm going back uh, and I'm repeating a cigar, which I don't. I try not to do, but this is just one of those days I wanted something that was a known quantity. So I'm reaching for the Las Calaveras from this year. Uh, when I smoked it on the show the first time, it was the first one I'd ever had, and I fell in love with it immediately. It's absolutely the best this is the 2017. It's the current release. Is the best one they've done since they started. I don't know. I mean, I think the first year they did it was pretty good. I mean, don't I get me wrong. It was overrated. Don't get me wrong. I think the 2017 this year is one of the best years they've done. But the first one, I really love the first one. But also, I haven't smoked the first one in you know three years, so I can't really compare them. And I actually hold the very unpopular opinion that the second year, the 15, was actually better than the original, the 14. I'm the only person I know that feels that way. So I would have to agree with everybody else on that. I would have to agree with everybody else on that one. (laughs) Well, the 17 is definitely my favorite. I was not a fan of any of the other releases of it. And I always smoke two of a cigar before I render judgment. No, because so, they're hand-rolled, so you're going to have some variation. In, yeah, in, you'll have a little things. bit, so I always reserve judgment till the end. But 
Jonathan, what are you smoking tonight? I'll let you go next. Um, I'm actually smoking. It's going to be by the same company as Trey. It's uh, the Crown Hedge Yellow Rose, which is, which is exclusive only to Texas. But we were fortunate enough to get a couple boxes here. So this is going to be the first time I've ever smoked a cigar. So I couldn't really tell you anything about it right now. But um, we're going to light it up and see what our opinion is or see what my opinion is on it. And uh, hopefully it's a good one. I'm, I'm really looking forward to smoking this cigar. Well, and tonight, well, first, the Yellow Rose, I did buy a box of those. I love that. It's like Trey has talked about. That's the size the Tennessee Waltz should have always been. And see, everybody I've talked to has said nothing but great things about it. So it's one cigar that I've never really been able to get my hands on, but I really wanted to try. Now, so. do they carry much crowned heads down there at the shop you work at in Alabama at R&R? We don't carry any crown heads, actually. For uh, shame. Yeah, so... Um, <laughs> just never wanted to? I mean, is Reagan just not a Crown Heads fan? No, there just never has been, as far as, like, customers coming in and asking for it, there's never been really anybody that's that's asked about Crown Heads or anything like that, so it's never been really on the table to even bring in because we typically bring in companies that, that people continuously ask for that we'll have a couple people ask about. Um, and it's just... It's an investment to bring into a shop and so it's an investment that I just don't think he's he's wanting to make right now. So I think um, we get a little spoiled being in Nashville as well, though. At it being so local, it's very prevalent. Everyone kind of knows about it, brings it in. I think you get outside of this immediate region, and I think it kind of oh, loses. when you talk to people in Alabama, like they, if you say anything about Crownheads, they really don't have any idea what Crownheads is, unless they're they're really invested in the cigar industry. Like they're just like uh, I would say, like novice or like really getting into cigars but hasn't but just kind of started out really doesn't know about crown heads like so um especially in alabama or outside of the state of tennessee you don't really get that knowledge of it they don't really know the name so um it's one of those things that people haven't asked about so he just hasn't brought it in but um i really like the jericho hill i like the las calaveras but um other than that the four kicks is a decent cigar pretty good but i haven't smoked the maduro yet i'm looking forward to smoking that while i'm home but um because so, i can actually get my hands on crown heads here but other than that um i think it's a great company but uh just not a company that he's really looked at bringing in i'm really looking forward to to know what you think on that yellow rose knowing your palate i think you're really gonna and really from what i've heard it. from everybody else i'm really gonna enjoy this cigar so it's one cigar i've been looking forward to smoking for the past two years and i just haven't been able to get my hands on it so um finally i can smoke it there you go what are you smoking shane so tonight i'm going with another of the la aurora preferido blends this is the preferido corona broadleaf the black band and this is Broadleaf. It's a Dominican binder, fillers, Dominican, Cameroon, and Brazilian. And it's just a Mexican Broadleaf wrapper. So really an interesting recipe for me as far as cigars go. You have, you know, it's pretty standard, but then you throw that little bit of Brazilian in it. So I'm anticipating getting a little bit of that, that drier Brazilian taste that you get. Yeah. But I'm very excited to smoke it to see. Did you say Mexican Broadleaf? It just says broadleaf. I assume they come from Mexico. Where do broadleafs come from? Most broadleafs are, I know Connecticut broadleaf is the main broadleaf wrapper. I'd never heard of a Mexican broadleaf. That's why I asked. I haven't either. Well, isn't Mexican San Andreas broadleaf? Mexican it's just a Maduro. Yeah. I stand corrected. <laughs> I yield to your superior cigar knowledge. I don't mean to call you out on, on the <laughs> podcast. I, I was just curious about that because it was a wrapper I hadn't heard of, so I wanted to know a little bit more about it if it was. 
Well, correct is correct and all, and we also have an audience tonight. <laughs> I know she's going to give me the look for actually bringing it up, but Trey's lady friend, Noelle, is here watching on the podcast. And all, I still, she still looks a little traumatized from the LBJ documentary. You were not kind. Do you, do you have, so the holiday weekend, do y'all have big plans, a three-hour documentary on the effects of dams in Malaysia, anything exciting <laughs> like that you're planning to drag her to? <laughs> there, is a, there is a dung beetle migration biopic that I thought we would check out. But. Okay. Trey is the only one I know that calls the cable company and asks for the paint drying channel. <laughs> so, you, okay. you, you mock, but the... This time of year, the cable channel actually does add the channel where you can just watch the the fire, right? And the wood crackling and popping, and that stays on in my house quite a bit. <laughs> I don't have a fireplace. I don't have a fireplace anymore. I got to do something. Actually, there's a lot of people that do that. They have it on their computer. Like I'll be sitting in the library, and people will have that just like playing on their computer mm-hmm. while they like listen to music or like study. And I'm just like, why? But I don't really understand it, but hey, <laughs> to each their own. It just it gets you in the Christmas spirit. That's all I can say. We can't all be lucky enough to have a fire pit in our backyard like you do, Shane. Ah, uh, yes, we can. <laughs> speaking, yeah. speaking of lucky, though, I don't. that's a terrible segue. Talk to me about the Quasar. So we have been talking about this cutter since it was released at the show. Um, you and I both fell in love with it immediately. Looks like Austin finally got it in. You got your hands on it, huh? I did. I bought the Quasar Cutter, and so the first thing I noticed when I bought this cutter was how heavy it is. And even when you picked it up, that was the first thing you said was, holy cow, that thing, it probably weighs a solid six, eight pound. Yeah, it's, it's not light. You could definitely do some damage. But when I first, first person I seen use it other than myself, I know now why it's so heavy. Why is that? Okay, so the top disengages with a click. And me and a friend, we're sitting over there having a cigar, and he lays his cigar in and proceeds to whack it as if it's final jeopardy. (laughs) (laughs) What is, beat it like it owes me money, Alex. (laughs) He absolutely just abused my poor cutter, and I thought, well, he's kind of a brood anyway. And, you know, some people just are not born with that gentle touch. Right. The word finesse is never associated with this guy. so it... Never been brought in. <laughs> then two days later, my wife and I are sitting on the back porch, and she's over there whooping it. <laughs> whooping it like a rented mule. I mean, my poor cutter. No wonder. I think they knew it was going to undergo this kind of rigorous, ritualistic abuse <laughs> just by the shape of it. I think that's why they put the little spike on top so maybe people would not swing as hard. To dissuade you just ever so slightly. But I don't know what it is. Why do people want to abuse my poor Quasar Cutter? Well, they're trying to get you into that same uh, kind of rhythm you had with lighters there for a while. They're just trying to help get you to where that happens to your cutters going forward. I actually think they're trying to smash it down to an SV cut size. Because <laughs> <laughs> he did get the SV cuts in at the same time. Those are pretty cool. Like, they have the deep V, and then they also have the straight cut on both sides, which is in, like, a nice little compact compact size that you can fit in your pocket because that's not going in your pocket compact hell that thing is an inch and a half thick. it's still it's thick but it's still way more compact than well yeah, yeah. than that <laughs> i mean you could fit that in your pocket you couldn't fit this in your pocket. yeah that, that's true have either of you had the chance to use that cutter yet 
No. I have not. Uh, I've probably got one of those coming in my future. That'll probably be my Christmas present to myself. I'm really, I've been really looking forward to that cutter coming out. Um, but so tell me about, I mean, we know it holds up to abuse. I love the fact that it's got the straight and the deep V on either side. It, it's gorgeous. Well, and it's another one of those we've been talking about the more user-friendly cutters. Even on the straight cut side, your cigar only goes in so far. So it's a little more foolproof cutter. It's the perfect table cutter to have at your house, provided everybody doesn't think it's a game of family feud when they step out onto your porch and try to cut their cigar. But it's a great cutter for that. So I've really enjoyed it. It is heavy, but and of course, I'm a neatness freak, and I own a Labrador. So the fact that it contains all of the cuttings really is a huge benefit in my life. Have you had to empty it out yet? I have. And basically, emptying it out, you take it out, and you pop it open, and you can shake it out. Oh, okay. Super easy. It's not like the... Um, I have one of the tabletop lever action cutters, yeah. and emptying that's a real bear because the guts are still in the same place as they were when you cut the cigar. Right. Where this one, where it elevates up, it cleans out very easily. Okay. So I'm interested to see what the longevity is with it, with the amount of abuse it's absorbing, but I'm glad to know they made it this heavy duty for that purpose. Well, and that's what I always said. When, when the V-cutter first came out, I was repping for Calibri at the time and, and that was one of the complaints that people would say is how heavy it is and uh, yeah there's a certain there's 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 a bell curve there or maybe it's a point of diminishing returns um, where at, at a certain point it has to be heavy enough to stand up to to the abuse but not so heavy that you can't take it with you well the v-cut the Calibri deep v-cut um, I bought one and it's been it was phenomenal I mean the finish on it I think could have been a little better because my finish kind of wore off on it and uh, I know people had problems with the little screws coming out of yeah. it. But other than that, I mean, like, you just had to make sure, like, if a screw fell out, you kind of had to pay attention and, you know, you could tighten it back up. And you could do that on your own. It wasn't something that you needed to send it back for. Well, and the thing is, is I've taken mine apart at least a dozen times and put yeah. it back together just to give it a, a real good cleaning, you know, yeah. spray it out. Because you do get tobacco dust and stuff down in there. And mm-hmm. that, most of the time, I saw people that had problems with them. You just take it apart, clean it. And when I worked at R&R, people would bring their cigars in, or their uh, deep V cutters in. And they'd be like, hey, you know, I'm missing this. And typically, we'd have one that somebody had brought back that we were getting ready to send back that would was missing a screw and I'd be like, okay, cool. Donor I'll just parts. take I'll just take the screw out of this yeah. one and we're already sending it back and I'll put it in yours and it'll fix it. Yeah. And that way we don't have to replace it. And I mean that was a great way to do it. And I think they could have, you know, maybe made the screws where they fit a little better. Yeah. And maybe made the finish a little better where where it didn't wear off. Because I noticed that like on a lot of people's their finish wore off and they complained about that. But other than that it was a great cutter and it, I mean it cut nice and deep into your cigar and it made it for a really enjoyable smoking experience. So that's why I enjoyed the cutter. I, I have I've noticed that was the other thing is the the rubber finish. I mean, it, it takes it. Those cutters take abuse. I mean, mm-hmm. you're you're handling them, you're fiddling with them. They're going to take some abuse. With mine, I actually took it apart the last time to take my Dremel out, and I just got rid of all of that rubberized finish. And there's actually really nice metal underneath it. Oh yeah, so, it's like this nice, like uh, almost like a stainless steel look yeah. to it. And it looks really nice. Yeah, and and I really like that. Plus, I've noticed that they're starting to make them now that don't have that rubberized finish. I guess yeah, they have they uh, finally, the carbon fiber one that's yeah. really cool. Um, that I think honestly would hold up phenomenally. I mean, you're not going to have that finish come off with just like 
And the main issue was being in your pocket and the change in your pocket yeah. that was taking the finish off. That was the only issue. And yeah. so, like, as long as you made sure you kept it in the pocket, you didn't put your change in, you're going to be okay. Yeah. And now they've got them with the the Packmeyer texture as well. Yeah, the, which is which is really really cool. Oh yeah. Okay, Jonathan. So been several months since we had you on the show. What cigar are you smoking a lot of recently? Oh, I'm actually been smoking a lot of the uh, Wise Man Maduro um, by Foundation Cigars. It's kind of my go-to smoke right now. I smoked one the other day, and um, pretty much the three cigars I've been smoking mainly this semester have been um, the Wise Man Maduro, um, the Tabernacle, and the LFD Cabinetta Number no. Five. Um, those are kind of my go-to, and then a Padron Anniversary, you know, 26 or 64 here and there, but. Mainly those three have been my uh, my go-to smokes. They're right around the like ten to twelve dollar range, um, so uh, that's right about in the price range of a college student. So those have been my go-to. Yeah, Shane and I both smoked the Wise Man on the show a few about a month or so ago. I had the Maduro, he had the Natural, and I was really surprised by how good that cigar was. The Maduro is excellent. The Natural's good, but I would prefer the Maduro. Yeah. Well. Um, I had the natural. I've got to go back and smoke the Maduro. You know I'm not a big fan of the Tabernacle. I yeah. just get that skunky flavor off of See, it for I some reason. I don't know. I just love – there's something about the Tabernacle I just love. I love that cigar. That's probably top five cigars for me. Yeah, it's a, it's strictly a palate thing. And Because, yeah. Trey, you're kind of indifferent on the Tabernacle, aren't you? I, I am. I don't, I don't love it. And I, but I also am not turned off by it like you are. It just falls a little flat for me. I just don't get anything out of it. Uh, what's the si- same what's si- if you don't mind me asking, what sizes have you smoked? Uh, what's uh, they call it something? They've got names for theirs, don't they? But the Toro, the Toro. Yeah. See the Toro. I think it comes off real spicy, real peppery, about like an inch, inch and a half into it, and then it smooths out, and you get that real like rich cedary kind of dry cocoa taste yeah. to it uh, um, which it, is what i really enjoy it, it's worth going back and having another one i think i mean it's been a while since i had it and i only had the one so yeah. i may not have given it a fair shake just yet but so uh, oh, so ahead. what is the celebratory cigar when you graduate what's going to be the first cigar that you gra- that you light an, using your diploma it's got to be an opus of some kind, right? You're actually not wrong on that. Um, <laughs> it's a, oh, see, I had Padron. This cigar I've had in my humidor for pretty much since I was a freshman with the intent of smoking it when I graduated. Wow. So um, it's kind of been sitting there waiting, and it's a opus. It comes in, it was the uh, 2012 four-pack uh, by Prometheus that they did that comes in a nice little travel humidor. Um, mine's navy blue, and uh, it's the uh, Opus X BBMF uh, Destino. <laughs> oh, wow. It's in there, and that's what I'm planning on smoking when I graduate, and I can't wait. That cigar has, what is it now, five years of age on it, um, so um, that's a cigar that I'm really looking forward to. It'll be the first, first time I've ever smoked that cigar in that size, and so uh, I, I can't wait for that. That's After graduation, I'm going probably going to go and do some family stuff eat because my graduation is at nine in the morning and so i'm going to go eat and then uh after i get done eating and kind of celebrating with family i'm going straight to the cigar shop and that's what i'm lighting up so that's awesome yeah i'm really looking forward to that one so that's uh, a cigar that most people don't even get a chance to smoke the only place that i know of you can buy them is if you were to get like the prometheus humidors you can get them in that but like as singles you can buy them at 
um, Casa Fuente in Vegas, but I think they're 125 a piece. So yeah. that's just absurdly expensive for a cigar. I don't think I'm not expecting it to be 125 dollars good. I'm expecting it to be probably around like 40 or 50 dollars good. Yeah, which is around like if you average out the four cigars, what I paid for it, that's probably about what I what I got. And it also went to charity, so um, that doesn't. That that's uh, that's one thing we don't talk about on the show, but uh, nearly enough, I don't think. But the Fuentes do so much for charity, and their charity, the uh, charitable foundation that they do with Prometheus and everything, it goes to um, help like underprivileged children in the Dominican Republic, and it also goes to St. Jude's, which a lot of people don't know about. Um, and St. Jude's is one of those charities that that I really support because 100% of the money that they get goes to help the kids with cancer in Memphis um, at the hospital. So um, that's one of those charities that, that I really have, like, there's a little spot in my heart for. So anytime I'm at a gas station or anything like that and I see that charity, I always donate a dollar or, or two to or as much as I can. So, Okay, so, Jonathan, this is the part I love about having Jonathan. All of these debates Trey and I have been having back and forth, you get to be the deciding vote. <laughs> Ooh. How long does it take you to light a cigar? <laughs> oh, I've actually never thought about that. But if I had to guess, it probably like 10 to probably somewhere between 10 and 20 seconds. In excess of 10 seconds, correct? Probably excess. I am yeah. leading the witness, Your Honor. <laughs> you are definitely leading the witness. So my Prometheus lighters, two of them had burned out and I sent them back to Prometheus. Mm-hmm. And they charged me and fixed them. And they sent me back a note saying, do not keep the lighter lit over 10 seconds while lighting your cigar. I don't, see, I don't understand that because I don't think if you can light a cigar in under 10 seconds, then you're probably smoking a really thin cigar. It's probably borderline on a cigarette. So it's not I, an actual Preach it on. No. <laughs> I have tested this with a stopwatch and a timer, and it does not take 10 seconds to light a Toro. I would I would even venture to bet that you can light a, a six by sixty in under ten seconds, especially yeah, but okay, with a four tr- burner Prometheus. But no, well, it's a three burner Prometheus. But at the same time, <laughs> but at the, at the same time though, you're also looking at when you did it, you were trying to beat the ten seconds. Were you or, or weren't you? Like you were, your goal was to be under ten seconds. <laughs> the so first- you were trying to, you were really puffing on it and really getting into it. Where if you actually like take the time to like toast the cigar and then put it in your mouth and then like puff on it a couple times, rotate it and do the and do the proper, I guess, technique to light a cigar. Now- it's taking you more than ten seconds. Like anybody that says it's under ten seconds is lying. <laughs> Point shame. <laughs> no, and until until we break out the stopwatches in a double blind study, we'll never have a definitive answer. Because right, the first time I did it, it really was just to see. And even even if you are going to toast, I don't toast for the cigar. I think it's unnecessary. Personally, that's just it's me. It's probably unnecessary. I, I always do it. I just always just like take it, light it, and just like kind of rotate it a couple times. And then when I'm lighting the cigar, I'll puff on it. Three between three and five times while rotating the cigar. But even if even if you do do that, you're not leaving the lighter lit continuously from toasting the edge and then and then puffing on it. And like you're probably going to release the piezo. Well, in Well, true. Meantime. You don't keep it continuous. That's, but even then, that's like my point. Why would you make a lighter that you can only have lit for ten seconds though? Well, it is Prometheus. But it's a high. It's considered <laughs> probably a higher end lighter brand. I mean, they don't have a lighter what under eighty bucks. 
Yeah, I mean, the ones I bought were over $100 each. Yeah, I, like I have one of the Prometheus lighters. It was like $125, and then I have another one that was, I think, like 90 or 100 And so, I mean, you're looking at a, a premium lighter. I can go and buy a lighter that's, you know, 20 25 bucks, and I can hold that thing for, you know, a whole minute, and nothing's going to happen to it. Like, why make a lighter that, oh, you can only have it lit for 10 seconds? Well, I'm not disagreeing with that point. I'm just, I'm just, I just don't think it's necessary to leave the lighter lit for 10 it seconds. It may not be necessary, but you know there's people out there that oh, are going to sure. do it, so why limit yourself to only 10 seconds? Okay, well, it's so, the same reason that the gas gauge on, in your car says empty before it's actually empty. Because I'm sure it'll last 15, 20 seconds, but if you put a low enough uh, limit on it, but even it then, I mean, like, I know Shane and how he lights his cigars. He's using no more than 20 seconds. If a lighter can't last more than 20 seconds, being continuously lit like that, then, and it was the spark that wore out. So just make it, use a little bit higher quality metal. Yeah, like, I, I mean, I, I'll concede that point. Yeah. Absolutely. A, a lighter should be able to to withstand more than 10 like seconds. Like, if I'm buying a Jetline lighter that costs, like, $10, okay, it burns out, and after me using it, you know, 30, 40 times, okay, whatever. But if I'm spending over $100 in a lighter, I'm not, and something happens to it, I shouldn't have to pay to fix that. I already spent over $100 with your company, and so why should I have to pay to fix a lighter when I'm not really doing anything wrong other than what's out of the norm? And well, then let me ask you this, just to play devil's advocate here: mm-hmm. How do you feel about Dupont, a company that doesn't even come with a warranty? It, it comes with a two-year warranty, as far as I know. Duponts do not come with a warranty. From what I understand, they will fix your lighter within two years. And I've had a little bit of experience with Dupont, not a lot, but um, I actually had a friend that had to send his Dupont back, and they fixed it, and it was within the. Two was years. it one of the little mini jets, or yeah. was it a? Oh, okay. It was a mini jet. Now maybe they're like thousand dollar, but you're not buying that to use every day. You're buying that as an art piece, I would say. I, I, I'd say it depends. It, yeah. Uh, when you when it, you it buy a DuPont, be, you don't use it every day. You use it for when you go to events and you want to show off. The, the, dual, the dual natural flame uh, flint. I would use that every day. See, I, most people that can afford to spend over $1,000 on a lighter aren't using that lighter every day. True. They're, they're using that lighter for when they go with their friends or they go out to like a New Year's Eve party or or like an event or something like that and, and they want to have that status symbol. It's almost kind of like wearing a Rolex watch. You know, it is. You may not want to wear a Rolex every day, but you're going to wear a Rolex when you want to show off. All right, so I'm 1-0. Next one. <laughs> key lime pie. <laughs> what are your thoughts on key lime pie? I don't remember this one. Key lime pie. Um... Sometimes it's good, and sometimes it's Large not. margin of error, correct? Yeah, I mean, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not good. Um, I'm not a huge fan of it. I'm not going to go out of my way to get key lime pie, but if it's in front of me, I'll eat it. If it's good, but if it's not, I'm, I'll, I'll pass. But even, but even bad key lime pie is better than good pecan pie. No, no, I don't know about that. Or chess pie, or no, chess pie. Don't talk about chess pie. Chess okay. pie is way better than key lime. It's way more <laughs> consistent than key lime pie. I'm sorry, but you're just wrong. No, good, don't get me wrong. Good, good key lime pie is probably a top top three pie. Okay, but if you have chess pie, chess pie may be like a top ten pie, but it's going to always be a top ten pie. Key lime could be a top five pie, top three pie, or it could be just like garbage. The skill level of the cook, you know, those little chess pies you buy in the plastic, or the pecan pies you buy in the plastic wrapper, 
that are mass produced are good every time. They're exactly what you call for. They're good every time. If they put key lime in those, I guarantee you three quarters of them would be inedible. <laughs> At all. So, okay. Being You're choking our guests. Being as we're coming to the holiday season, king of the pies. Give me the king. Apple. I, I dis- disagree totally. Because apple does not stand on its own. Apple pie needs ice cream. It needs to be warm. So many factors have to come together to make apple pie work. I want a pie that stands on its own. It's got to be coconut cream. Uh, okay. Yeah, okay. See, I'm not, a, I'm not a huge coconut fan, and I've tried coconut cream pie, and I'm just, like, not a huge fan. I'm going to have to agree with Trey that apple, and but apple, I will agree. I'll agree with both of them, the fact that apple is the best pie, but apple has certain criteria to make it the best pie. It has to be warm, and I think it's still king of the pies. And it stands kind of, I guess, on its own without the ice cream. And then ice cream just elevates it into, like, the greatest dessert ever. But, see, I think apple pie has a greater margin of error than key lime pie. I've had some really bad apple pies in my day. And the worst apple pie I've ever had was was worse than – no, I don't remember what it – but – but it's hard to make it. It's hard to make a key lime pie that you can buy at a gas station, where an apple pie can be bought at the gas station. But see, I would rather have whatever version of key lime pie that they would have at a gas station than whatever version of an apple pie, because I find I find those types of apple pies, the kind that you buy in the little tin, I, I do not find them. Okay. Oh, I don't find them good whatsoever. Good but whatsoever. I think key lime pie, if they did that, and key lime pie mass produced. They probably nine out of ten of them would just be garbage. Although that being We're said, like, the one that you can get at Publix is one of the best. Like as far as mass-produced key lime pies go, the one oh, that you they can have buy at Publix like, is freaking You can buy like incredible. an Edwards key lime pie that's phenomenal. It's yeah. great, and you can get it. You can get a whole pie for like what six, seven bucks at Publix. All right, crime against nature, peach pie. Peach should be in a cobbler. Yeah, yes. I agree with that. I, I think peach is only fitting for cobblering. I don't. I don't like apple cobbler. I don't like peach pie. Never the twain shall meet. I, I'll agree with that. Yeah, I'll okay. agree. I'm glad we're solving the important issues tonight. Well, so go ahead. <laughs> so when we come back, we have a game to play. So every time Jonathan comes on, he and Trey get to nerd out together about cigar etiquette and cigars and the what they have smoked. Tonight I challenge them. Tonight I'm putting them to the test, Ooh. and we're going to play a game and see who can name that cigar. We'll be right back with that after this. And welcome back to the Cigar Cast. This is one of your hosts, Shane Reeves. Sitting across the table from Trey Dedman. I'm hungry now. Thank you so much for that. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody go raid the refrigerator for a few leftovers right now. That's right. It's about that time of year. Setting with Jonathan. Yes, uh, I'm here. And I'll have to agree with Trey. I'm starting to get a little hungry. (laughs) (laughs) Who's up for a pie run? (laughs) Hey, good pie is hard to beat. So you said something on the break, Jonathan, that kind of surprised me. You said you're kind of underwhelmed by the Yellow Rose. A little bit. It wasn't... The the flavor's pretty good, but it just doesn't last on the palate as long as I thought it would. And it, it's coming across as almost a little bland, um, huh. which is surprising me. 
Is it, are you on a fresh palate tonight, or have you been smoking all day? I haven't smoked anything oh, today. Interesting. Um, I haven't smoked a single cigar. So, uh, actually, I haven't smoked a cigar since probably Monday was the last time I smoked a cigar. Oh, see, that's your problem. You're out of practice. It's it's like it's like working out, man. You got to do it every day, or you're just gonna lose it. That's what. <laughs> I, I don't know if that's it. It's just I should have warmed him I was, up. A, I was expecting it to be a lot stronger than it is. I think that was my expectation was it to be you know peppery, spicy, and it's just not coming across as that. So, hmm. and the flavors aren't as pronounced as I think I would like them to be. Would you say that you like it as much, less so, or more so than the Tennessee Waltz? Less. Okay. That's interesting. That's the first opinion we've had to that. Of course, everyone has their opinion about it. If they only, if they only, if but I haven't smoked a Tennessee Waltz in probably six months. If if, they, if everyone liked the same cigar, they'd only make one. So that's right. But also, I'm gonna. I plan on smoking it again before I leave, just to make sure. I want to know for a fact that I'm not a huge fan of this cigar. Yeah. Before I make a final opinion on it. So right now, we'll just put me on the fence. Okay, so we're going to get to the game right off because I don't want us to run over and miss out. All right. So the game is Name That Cigar. Here's the way it works. I'm going to read the description out of Aficionado. I'll even give you the country of origin and the binder and filler. And you have to name that cigar. I'll even give you the wrapper. Okay. But... You get one point if you can name the manufacturer of the cigar. You get two points if you can name the cigar and the manufacturer. I'm not going to hold you to size because size is such a variable. <laughs> it's very subjective. Yeah. And uh, So the way it's going to work, I'm going to read the description. And Trey, you, you'll start on the first one. And you can ask me any number of questions, yes or no questions. And I can name that cigar in five questions. Okay. Then Jonathan will say, I can name that cigar in four. And one of the questions can be, is it the... Okay. So any question kind of counts, pretty much. Any question counts, as long as I can answer it with either yes or no. So it's got to right. be a yes or no question. Must be a yes or no question. Okay. Are we ready to name that cigar? Dun, 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 okay, dun, dun, I need light. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, wait, that's match game. I don't, I, don't know what the, I don't know what the name that tune theme song was. All right. Our first cigar up for the bid. We get the magazine held where y'all can't see. The filler is Dominican Republic. The binder is Dominican Republic. The wrapper is Ecuadorian. This Corona's woody core of oak and hickory is overlaid with sweeter notes of caramel marshmallow. The tobacco becomes increasingly earthly and powerful. Trey, how many... And, oh, also, these are all going to be cigars you can find in the Crown Cigar Humidor. All right. So we already have... Did you tell me the country of origin already? Dominican Republic. Ecuadorian rapper. Um... For... I. I don't even know what four questions I would ask, but I think I can narrow it down in four questions. Jonathan, can you do it in three? Uh, now, if Trey fails, you do get a point. I think I probably do it in, yeah, let's go three. I think I can do it in three. He can do it in three. Trey, can you do it in two? I can't. You cannot. Jonathan, 
Name that cigar. Is it an LFD? It is. Yes. <laughs> um, so... Uh, let's see what other question. Um, is it the... Is it a double Lajero? It is not. Is it the Reserve Especial? It is not. Okay. Um, so let's go with... So it's got to be, and you said it was a Corona, so. Actually, I did not say it's a Corona. Yeah, the description said this Oh, yeah, this Corona. Pardon me, yes. The description said it was a Corona. The Corona said it was, this description said it's Corona. So it's got to be LFD Airbender? He got it. (laughs) Two points, Jonathan. Oh, gosh. Jonathan up two nothing. I am I am really really impressed. That was hard. That was really hard. I really just kind of ran through. I was like LFD is double a hero, and it's not a reserve special. It's not a double a hero. What else is there? It can't be a Maduro, so it has to be the Airbender. I didn't realize it had an Ecuadorian wrapper on it. And being it's a Corona, it can't be the Bull. So the only thing it left was the Airbender. Okay, the set next cigar on our list. Nicaraguan is the country of origin. The filler is Nicaraguan. Binder, Indonesia. And the wrapper is a USA Connecticut shade. Enveloped in a light wrapper that extends over the uncut foot, the draw is open and full, showing a woody profile of cedar and balsa along with a dry vermouth-like sweetness and peppery finish. Jonathan, how many questions to name that cigar? I'm going to have to say five, at least. Jonathan says five. Trey, can you do it in four? Indonesians. That's what's slowing me I, I can't even think of anything. I'll try it in four. Trey thinks he can do it in four. Jonathan? I, I can't do it in three. Trey, name that cigar. All right. Can you read the description for me again? Or the, yeah, read the description for me again. Enveloped in a light wrapper that extends over the uncut foot, the draw is open and full, showing a woody profile of cedar and balsa, along with a dry vermouth-like sweetness and peppery finish. Oh my gosh. Indonesia. Is it a Gurkha? No. That uncut foot is what's... Mm. <laughs> I think I know what it is. Uh, let's see. So, it, if you can't, hmm. without having the manufacturer, it's really hard to narrow it down outside of that. Um, I think I can narrow it down to the manufacturer, but I, I couldn't tell you exactly what cigar it is. Uh, is it, is it AJ Fernandez? No. God, I'm terrible at this. Uh, <laughs> Come on, Trey. You're representing the cigar cast. Yeah, I know. I know. Step uh, it up. I, I should have been sandbagging and, and reading aficionado for the last couple of months. Uh, this is going to bother me when it when you reveal what it is, isn't it? Um, yes. One more question. 
<laughs> no, he's got, he's got two more questions. No, no. he's counting that he as a question. The question. Oh, okay. All right, I'm dealing. <laughs> I'm dealing with a satyr. Uh, <laughs> answer these questions three. Um, if, is it under eight dollars? Yes. <laughs> um, Trey, name that cigar. Oh, Jonathan it, can steal. Is it the Charter Oak? It is. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. I'm impressed. See, I was going to guess uh, some t- the Laura Aurora. I was expecting to be because it said uncut foot, so I was expecting um, not a shaggy foot, but, but it uh, to be like a perfecto like or something perfecto, like that. Yeah. That's what I was expecting it to be. That kind of throws me off, though, because it's not an uncut foot. It's just a shaggy foot. Yeah. All right, Trey, Jonathan. That's something that needs to be called into Cigar Aficionado. They need they need to re, redo their thing on that because it's not an uncut foot. It's just a shaggy foot. So our next cigar is from the Dominican Republic. The filler is Nicaraguan, Peruvian, and Brazilian, Honduran, and Dominican Republic. The binder is Mexican, and the wrapper is Ecuador. Trey, how many guess, How many questions to name that cigar? There is so much going on. What's the on description? There. Is there any description? Oh, pardon me. Let me yes. read the description. With a full draw and an even burn, this box-pressed cigar leaves impressions of caramel, toast, and sliced almonds on the palate before a slightly sweet, earthy finish. Two questions. Two questions. Oh, that's strong. No. Jonathan, Let you did go. one. Let All right, Trey. Is it Navo? It is. It's. Is it the Ritmo? He got it. Trey four, Jonathan two. I'll let him have that one. I, I could have done it. <laughs> Two cigars left. This is the only cigar I know I that has that many different tobaccos. I in was it. expecting it to be some type of Davidoff though, because I know Davidoff does have. But I don't think I couldn't have done it in one question. Now, if he had said no to the Avo question, I'd have been screwed. <laughs> well, that's what it's about, is taking the chance. All right, our next cigar. It's Honduran. The filler is Honduran and Nicaraguan. The binder is Nicaraguan. And the wrapper is Honduran. A box-pressed torpedo with a slightly airy draw and uneven burn. Initial puffs impart salty mineral notes to the palate, before hints of mushroom and spicy black pepper finish. That sounds Jonathan. terrible. <laughs> that sounds like garbage. Oh. <laughs> Jonathan, how many questions to name that cigar? Four? Trey, can you do it in three? I can't. Let him do it. All right, Jonathan, you have four questions. Okay. Is it... It's Honduran, correct? It is. Okay, so that's one question. Um... Is it a Rocky Patel? No. That's what I was thinking, too. Well, because I know they have a factory in Honduras. So. Yeah. That's the only Honduran cigar I can think of. Um, can you read the description and the sizes again? Or, and the like binder filler? The filler is Honduran and Nicaraguan. The binder is Nicaraguan. The wrapper is Honduran. 
A box press torpedo with a slightly airy draw and uneven burn. Initial puffs impart salty mineral notes to the palate before hints of mushroom and spicy black pepper finish. And you're down to two questions. Because you asked, or excuse me, you're down to one question. Because you asked me if I could read the description again, and the answer is yes. Okay. He's getting uh, evil on us. Oh, yeah, he's getting pretty evil. Um, This is why you volunteer to be the host for these, (laughs) not one of the contestants. Is it a. mm, I don't think that would be it, though. I'm trying to run through all the Honduran cigars I can think of, and I can't think of any questions to ask. You can find it in Crown's Humidor. Yes. So name that cigar. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> That's, that last one sounded more like a statement to me, but I, I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, nothing to go on but hopes and dreams for this one. <laughs> yeah, I kind of screwed myself on that one. Um, the timer this is, is running. This is great audio. I, I don't know. It's something by General Cigar probably, but I couldn't tell you what brand. Jonathan has failed to name that cigar. Trey, you get one point, but you can steal and get two. I've got no idea. Is it, is it from Aurora? No. Er- the cigar is the Alec Bradley Prinsando. Oh. Prinsada? Yep. Really? 87 rated. Huh. New to the humidor. That, that description sounds like it should be about four rated. <laughs> they need to get See, someone I else. See, I smoked the Prinsada. I love it. And it I doesn't. Love it, and that fits nothing. But no. also, Cigar Aficionado, it's all about advertisement money. So. Right, yeah. Oh. Apparently, Alec Bradley didn't pay their average. <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> okay, our last cigar of the night. Hold on a second. I'm picking a good one. Okay, our last cigar of the night. Trey leads five to two. So, Jonathan, you're just out to make a good showing for yourself here. <laughs> That's fine. He got the rip mode, so I, w- I would have gotten that one. All right, it's a Nicaraguan cigar. The filler is Nicaraguan. The binder is Nicaraguan. The wrapper is Nicaraguan. Puro. Rustic tones of rawhide and earth carry some elegance with a nougat and caramel sweetness, a medium to full-bodied smoke. Jonathan, how many guesses to name that cigar? Five. Trey, can you steal? Oh, man. I've got a couple in mind of what it could be. Uh, Let me... Yeah, I'll I'll see if I can do it in four. He says four, Jonathan. Are you bold enough to go for three? Let him try it in four. He's trying it at four. Okay, Trey, you have four questions. All right. I've got to be very careful about how I speak to you for the next few minutes. Yes. I'm going to be That's very... one. That was, that was a statement. <laughs> I know. I'm, just... <laughs> I'm about to be very demanding here. Um, is it a Padron? Yes. Okay. I'm feeling a little more confident about the, uh, the four questions now. All right. 
I can totally steal this then. If you don't get this right, I will steal it. Is it one of the anniversaries? No. You gonna make me get specific about whether it's the two, three, four, or five thousand? Well, that's a subjective question because he can say yes or no on that. Whether must be, be a yes or no question. Yeah. That is a yes. Well, or no I was question. I was more asking. He myself. was asking, "Are you going to be specific, though?" So that's a question. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, is it one of the thousand series? Yes. Is it the four thousand? Okay, so Cigar Aficionado has screwed us. Okay. Well, can I, can, I get, can I guess? By all means. Okay, it's definitely a 1,000 series natural, and I'm going to say three. Okay, the Londres, which series is that? Oh, the that's what? The what? Londres, L-O-N-D-R-E-S. Uh, <laughs> it looks to me like it's a 3,000 series, but I don't know. We're not going to count that cigar. We're going to go for another fifth cigar <laughs> because Aficionado um, left us hanging in the bed. It was definitely the natural, though. It wasn't the Yeah, it was definitely the natural. It was the natural. Okay, so I should at least get a point for that. <laughs> was that a question? <laughs> I should at least get a point for that, and then that way, you know, Trey, ha- Trey has his points. It still makes it a t- it would make it a two-point game. If it looks like the 3,000 and you think it's a 3,000, <laughs> then that means I get two points. And so that would make it a two-point game. Actually, it wasn't your turn to guess yet. He still had two questions left. But we're disqualifying that cigar. We're throwing that cigar okay. out to the wind. Okay, so our last cigar. Try this again. It's from Nicaragua. It is a Nicaraguan filler, a Nicaraguan binder, and a Nicaraguan wrapper. Strikingly oily and dark, this church hoil is solid to the touch, yet draws and burns evenly. There are pronounced notes of licorice and anise, as well as a meaty, leathery notes, and a rye bread finished, a full-bodied cigar. Jonathan, how many, how many guesses, or how many questions to name that cigar? Six. Ooh. Ooh. All right, Trey, can you undercut six? I don't think I can. I, I don't have a clue. All right, Jonathan, you've got six questions. See, okay, I'll go ahead and tell you now. I thought about saying four, but I was like, I'm going to start high, and then when he beats me down, I think I can do it in three. But we'll see. Is it a uh, Padermo? Pardon? Is it a Padermo? No. That was going to be my first question, too. <clears throat> Is it a Drew Estate? Yes. Okay, so I got the company... Gonna be a lot of editing on this podcast. Yeah, we're gonna have to <laughs> cut some time. Yeah, uh, sorry about that. Um, I see the lips is it moving. Part of the, is it part of the Undercrown series? No. Three <laughs> questions remain. Does it have a bird on the band? No. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't think of the name of it. But, um, <laughs> Two questions remaining. 
I can see the hamster on the wheel. Come on, Jonathan. Time is running out. Is it? No, it's not. As is our host patience, oh. apparently. <laughs> I'm about to start talking about pies. Is again. it Herrera Esteli? No. Ooh. Um. One question remains. I'm between, I think I've got it narrowed down to two. See, I can't. I, I'm not super familiar with your state, so I'm trying to narrow it down. Um, what else do they have? It's the timer is if my cigar goes out, you lose. Okay. Um, <laughs> You can put me on, like, any, whatever timer. Um, let's see. You have 10 <laughs> seconds. Is it, is it like the uh, My Uzi, but they renamed it? No. It's not? Okay. So name that cigar. You've had your six questions. If we were a TV show, we'd come right back after this. <laughs> so it's not an under... Oh, uh, Nika Rustica. Trey. Is it? Uh, so I, I've got it. I think I've got it narrowed down to two. If you get this, I'll be super impressed, honestly. Is it the Hoya de Nicaragua? You got it. Hoya de Nicaragua and Tanyo 1970. Well, he didn't name the specific one. He just said Hoya de Nicaragua, which they make the red label and... I knew uh, I, the Cabinetta. That kind of goes. I, I won't. All right. I would say that's brand one it, point it for was, him. I was about to say I won't take any points on that because that that is the cigar I was thinking of because I knew it wasn't the red. I knew it wasn't the Cabinetta, but I didn't know specifically what it was called. So I won't take points on that. But I think you should get one point because that would basically be like brand. All right. I, I, so final score: Jonathan Trey three, Trey six. Trey is the new champion of name that cigar. Hey. I finally won a game on the show. He finally (laughs) wins a game on the show. Life is good. (laughs) Historically, Trey has not fared well in the gaming circles on the show. See, I would have done good, but that him doing the two questions on the Ritmo was insane. I would have never been able to guess that. But also, I'm really proud of that one. (laughs) I had it narrowed down that it was a Davidoff cigar, but I. I don't think I could have gotten specific with it, and I didn't listen to the description very well. I was shocked he got Charter Oak because I thought I had you with the Indonesian filler. You, that was what made it so tough. See, the Charter Oak, and I actually have know quite a bit about Foundation, and I still would have never guessed that. I knew it had a Connecticut Broadleaf wrapper um, or a Connecticut wrapper, but I would have never guessed that uh, it had an Indonesian binder. Hmm. So moving forward with the show... Jonathan suggested our Cigar Under $8 this week. Cigar Under $8 this week is the Arturo Fuente Sungrown Chateau Cuban Bellicoso. That is one of those cigars that I actually like from them. I'm not a huge, as I've talked about before, I'm not a huge Fuente fan. That's actually one of their cigars that I will happily smoke. Well, its origin, it is a Dominican cigar, as all Arturo Fuentes are. 
The wrapper is a Colorado Maduro. Or, excuse me, the wrapper is sun-grown. The wrapper color is Colorado. I'll tell you what, aficionado could make this more complicated if they really worked hard <laughs> See, when it. I say Colorado, it actually has no relation to Colorado. No. Why, do, why do they say it's Colorado? Then? It's no a idea. no. That's it's a I'm Spanish. Wondering. It's a Spanish word. It has a different translation. I don't know what it means at the at the moment, but it is a word in Spanish. Very interesting. I had no idea. I think it means like rosy or like a reddish color to it. Is typically what, what well, I found. The wrapper is sun grown. The binder is Dominican. The filler is Dominican. Jonathan, tell us about this cigar. Well. Honestly, for the money, it's about as... And out of the Fuente products, I would say it's the most similar to Opus that you could get. And for the money, if you're smoking an $8 cigar that's anywhere remotely similar to Opus that runs, you know, 15 to, you know, over $100, depending on the size. But most of the ones you're going to see in the shop are going to be 15 to 25 depending on your shop you go to. Because some, some shops do price gouge on them, and they'll mark them up to $30, $35. But this cigar is very similar to an opus style cigar it has very similar notes to it and it's around it's under eight dollars and so it's a hard cigar to beat and so it's a cigar that i'll buy a box of just to smoke every day well that i'll kind of give out and and like you don't mind giving your friends one and you know that they're going to enjoy it because it's a great cigar the suggested retail on it six dollars and sixty cents oh wow that's cheap that's got to be the least expensive fuente in the line outside of a short story um, I know most shops you're going to see it for eight to nine dollars though. In most shops, um, depending on your your tax and what state you're in, what city you're in. Um, I know here at Crown Cigars, I think it's like eight fifty. Um, but you can find them online well under eight dollars all day long. Well, I haven't smoked this one yet because I'm not the biggest Fuente fan in the world. But after talking to you about it and after seeing it, yeah, I'll drop I'll drop nine bucks and try it. Yeah, I mean, it's a great cigar for an entry-level cigar that Fuente has. It's one of my go-tos. It's probably the only one that I really smoke. Because the Chateau series, like the Chateau and the Double Chateau, I'm not a huge fan of. They have a tendency to be very inconsistent. This is a torpedo shape, obviously, because it's a Bellicoso. So you know you're going to get that consistent draw out of it because most most tobacco companies, um, they only have master rollers, roll their torpedoes. That's why if you ever want to try a new cigar, always try the torpedo because it's always going to have the best construction to it. Now, the flavor may vary, and that's just because of the tobacco, but the construction-wise, you're always going to have a good burn and a good draw on it because it's always rolled by somebody that's experienced in rolling because torpedoes are difficult to roll. So that's why um, if you ever see a cigar that you want to try and you're not sure on, try the torpedo because it's probably going to give you the best experience out of the cigar. Now, do you V-cut your torpedoes also? Sometimes. Um, I don't always do it, but sometimes I do it, and every time I've done it, it's always been enjoyable. Well, I never cut a torpedo flat. I always cut a torpedo at at least a 45, and I almost always V-cut them. See, I'm not as aggressive, I would say, but I always cut it where it's not perfectly straight. It might be a little crooked. Uh, I just do that because I've got a lazy eye. <laughs> I, cut all, I cut all of my stuff. But also, I cut, I cut them in a hurry, so it's just like... But I also make sure you don't cut too much off of... No. I hate seeing people that will get a torpedo, and they'll cut it past the cap. Yeah. And I'm just like, why? You might as well have saved the money and bought a Toro, because you just ruined that cigar. Yeah. Or you could be like me and not like the torpedo finish, and that's the only size that a given cigar comes in, so you just get rid of it. True, but I, I've <laughs> seen people do it on cigars that they could have bought. Oh, oh absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Well... Been a great show tonight. Really enjoyed Name That Cigar. 
Um, nice to see Trey one win one. <laughs> I'm going to have to say good job on the Ritmo. I, I understand. I know you could have narrowed it down between Davidoff. I had that narrowed down. But you also have Camacho. You have Griffin. Yeah. And, oh, I forget about Griffin. I haven't yeah, had have one Camacho, of their cigars in a long You have Griffin. Time. You have Winston Churchill. Yeah. You have Davidoff. And the size. It, it and was the box Maximus pressed. And they do well. a lot of box press stuff. So. Yeah. Um, it, it was going to be difficult on that Well, Jonathan, thank you for taking the time tonight again. I appreciate you guys having me. It's been a great time. I always love doing these podcasts. This is my third one, if I'm not mistaken. I believe so. so. Uh, it's always been a good time. I always enjoy it, and uh, I hope to come back soon. Yeah, we'll have to have you on again soon. We'll maybe find a new game and, and test your wits yeah, we'll again. Yeah, we'll do that because – because I feel like he was asking he was asking questions on cigars that, that maybe I didn't have the best knowledge on because lately I've been very limited in my uh, in well you've I've been very smoking. studious you haven't yeah. been able to <laughs> dig, I, I've dig been in. in school so it's been very limited on what I smoke. Well, if anyone listening has an idea for a future topic on the show or maybe even a game that you'd like to see us try out, drop us a line. You can always email us, info at thecigarcast.com. We're on facebook.com slash thecigarcast. And, of course, Instagram and Twitter at thecigarcast. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening, and have a wonderful holiday season. Smoke a good cigar and think well of us. Thank you.